Welcome to Gay Peace Journeys Podcast. My name's Brian. And I'm Paul. And we'll get going in three, two, one. Welcome everybody to Gay Peace Journeys. And Brian and I have just made it through Hurricane Ian, uh, Ian successfully, and we learned a lot from that. And I think that life experiences should be that way. So what we wanted to do was just recap a couple things that you know were prominent to us, and just put that out there for you guys. Yeah, we literally just got our power back, had a good night's sleep, and um, it's first thing we want to do is a podcast, of course. Absolutely, <laughs> but we do we do seem to have a, a renewed sense of appreciation for things that uh, we normally take for granted, like electricity, cellular technology, and the internet. Those yeah. are things that you miss when you don't have it these days. And we're grateful for our families, too. I mean, it's very important that, you know, they they reached out, checked in on us, and, you know, we were there for them, and they were there for us. Yeah, and family and friends, and, you know, that's what the disaster brings out in people is a sense of community and Willingness to help out with one another. And, you know, we're not here to make anybody feel bad about anything. We had minimal damage, not too many issues. and But we are touched by the outpouring of help from those that were hit hard. And, uh, you know, even people that had been hit hard are still there for other people that need them. You know? And if you're in one of those areas and you were, our hearts do go out for you. I mean, Absolutely. Definitely in our thoughts. So even the little things, like I said, in our community does a lot for others, and we appreciate it. Like Paul, for example, he was smart enough, and he had a contingency plan in place for losing power and for making coffee, which <laughs> nobody else thought about, but you know, they everybody else overlooked little details like that, but Paul definitely thought about coffee. You have no idea how much it is important to wake up with coffee when you have no power and a big cleanup ahead of you the the coffee really helps a lot so and the other thing i was really grateful for was we lost power but this time after the hurricane it was actually cooler than normal like i've never usually after a hurricane the first day is kind of nice but after that it just gets hot and sweltering again and this time it was like in the in the 60s and then the 70s, and yeah, this, it was quite tolerable for the first day or two after. This storm was, you know, it moved really slow, it and did. it took everything a long time to move past us. And uh, it was pretty severe. Paul, I know you like storms in general, but I don't. I have a huge sense of anxiety about storms, if starting at the beginning, before the storm even gets here. You know, will we have enough gas to get through when we have transportation? You know, you can't call 911 during a hurricane if anything would happen, so... That doesn't help my, you know, anxiety out very much. So I worry about things and uh, I look for damage out the window the whole time the hurricane's going on. And I definitely don't sleep. Paul's a little bit better with things like that. He Well, Brian can't sleep if we have the, you know, the sounds of the hur of the regular thunderstorm going and trying to go <laughs> to true. sleep. So he, he gets really, he wakes up in fear. You know? I've mentioned that before. I don't <laughs> know how people find uh, the 
thunderstorm sounds relaxing, you know, to but, listen to and sleep to. I, I yeah. can't do that. It gives me dreams. It gives me nightmares, actually. But for me, I wanted to, and I did, open the blinds all the way up and pull the curtains back. And I, I wanted to see what was happening. And it was very interesting because you could see the blue flashes when the... You know the power boxes would get yeah when they would go and the the neighborhoods because we kind of look over another neighborhood from our bedroom window and you could see like the whole neighborhoods going out and coming back on you know in in power. series until everything just went completely dark. But yeah. as far as a good night's sleep goes, I personally sleep with a CPAP, so trying to go to bed during the hurricane was pretty much impossible because the power would flicker and I would be suffocating and I'd wake up, couldn't breathe, you know, and then the power would come back on and it would start flowing again. Yeah. And Paul, I tr- yeah. You, you like to have the blinds and the windows open and watch what's going on, but, you know, that doesn't help me out for, no. to relax. But I did look at it this time as a... Um, like a sense of strength, you know, I, I'm facing my fears by watching what's going on, you know, and it, it, I can see that point of view, you know, it, as long as you can see what's happening, you know, it, it, my imagination grows when I can't see what's happening, you know, so, right. so I, I build it out to be a bigger problem in my head. And, and this was, like I said, a pretty bad hurricane. We had a lot more flooding than we normally do and the winds were very high and pretty sustained for quite a long time yeah and the flooding was unreal from this hurricane especially in florida like we'll get these big thunderstorms pretty much daily and because everything here is very sandy and it's almost like florida's a giant sandbar it just doesn't really stick around that much but this time was different everything got super saturated and the water did stay and things that we've never seen flooded I've never seen, and people that I know that live here have never seen, like Lake Eola being completely flooded out, and mm-hmm. like the, the flooding that happened at some of the theme parks was pretty unreal from the pictures I've seen online. Yeah, I was really saddened to think about some of my friends that came here from Puerto Rico after the devastating hurricane there, and it saddened me to think that they'd have to go through another disaster, but after talking with them and touching bases with them, it seems like they have like an inner strength that they've developed about themselves having survived disasters before. And they're able to process and put things into perspective better than some of us. And, you know, I think in other words, they have an acquired sense of how to rebuild. I think that's a great point. And that's one of the things we really wanted to target in on today. I'm thinking that a lot of gay people know what I'm talking about when I I talk about rebuilding. Because coming out, the coming out process may have been difficult for some people and the feelings of losing ourselves and the the life that we're used to, which, you know, that can be, give us a sense of the need to rebuild and having to live through that. Uh, It changes your life. So I think that gay people can relate to that rebuilding feeling and that spirit, I guess it is of, you know, well, this happened, let's take charge and you know, rebuild and make things better than they were even. Yeah. And and we don't have to wait for a storm in our personal lives, right? Before we take stock in what's important to us. This is something I think if, if we all just took a step back and just took a little time to be quiet and wouldn't life be simpler and just more fulfilling if, if we were able to really assess the values of the things in our lives instead of just accepting that it's always been this way, this is the way it's always been, and everything's going to be like this, and just stop for a second. Because like when we were resetting our patio, 
Okay. Cause everything had to come inside. We brought our trees inside because everything's in pots. Right. But when we were putting it back out, there were things that we had had on our patio and been looking at for years, but they really just don't serve us anymore. There's, there's no reason for us to put those back out there. We don't even need to hang on to them anymore. And in some cultures, you know, the things you have, you're putting your energy out into them and, you know, to, to become more minimalistic means that you're pulling your energy back to you. And it, it would be kind of nice if we just were able to let go of the things that we don't need anymore. And another thing that I noted, Brian, was that it was interesting that you don't realize how much the devices in your lives are used to, you know, pacify all those moments that we are using them. I mean, time went so slowly, you know, that first day when we were sitting here in the dark and I guess we probably got up a little about the same time we normally get up, but it just seemed like it took forever for noon to get here, you know, and we lost cell signal um, while we were in the blackout. It went to the, you know, the SOS, which is just emergency services only. And it just drained our batteries. They just went straight. <laughs> I mean, like my cell phone drained in like 30 minutes or so because it was constantly trying to reach out for a signal because I didn't think to put it in airplane mode. But we normally default to those things. And when we don't, when we can't, we realize the value of what it would be like if we didn't have to or we didn't as a habit do that. Mm -hmm. I think that a lot of times we lose sight of how much time we're spending on our digital devices instead of being face-to-face -face with one another. I think that's kind of my point there. Yeah, it's it's interesting the way the storm makes you think differently. Um, you know, we, we're lucky we didn't lose anything. You know, we have everything that we went into the storm with. There are people that did lose everything. So talk about a sense of rebuilding. They, they literally have to do that, you know. But if we can look at the things we have and appreciate them more and uh, maybe decide what is important to us, give us some thought process into what is important to us and what we want to hold on to and what we need to let go of. That's kind of the way Paul and I are looking at it today, I think. Yeah, I think we're, we're pretty full of gratitude today. And, you know, again, our hearts go out to those that have lost family and that have lost property and, you know, but the things in our lives we can replace and, but the energy of the rebuilding, that's something that we just kind of want to share that we can all use that from time to time to make our lives more enriched. Let's bring the positive forward and the things we want to manifest into fruition. Yeah, and don't wait for a storm in our in your life before taking stock in what's important to you. So peace to everybody. Yeah, peace out. Thank you for listening to Gay Peace Journeys podcast. Now it's your turn to spread the peace. Please take a moment to share our link with anyone that might benefit from listening. Don't forget to like and follow us for more gay peace. We hope you'll continue your gay peace journey with plenty of free self-care content on gaypeace.com.